Hey everybody, welcome to the Audience of One podcast, where we live by Colossians 3:23. Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically as something done for the Lord and not for men. Here we talk about life, purpose, and growth, and attempt to practically live our lives focused on pleasing our audience of one, which is God. Enjoy the show and be blessed. Welcome back to the Audience of One podcast. This is Monique from MoniqueToSay.com and I am excited to have you here today. You all have been loving the episode with Juan and I, so it sounds like you want to hear from him a little more often, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, I'm excited to share today's topic. We're going to be talking about dreams turning into reality with my good sister girlfriend, Chasley Woodley. And you're going to hear more about her journey to law school and different obstacles that she's faced along this journey. I think this episode is very encouraging because it really highlights how a variety of obstacles can interfere with our path to reaching our goals and having our dreams to come in reality. But Chasley really gives some great wisdom and insight on some things that we can put into place to help us move forward whenever we encounter those things. So hope you enjoy the show. Casley, welcome to the show. I'm super excited to have you here today. How are you? Hey, I'm so excited. I'm super honored. And I have to say, I'm so proud of you. I remember when this was a dream for you. And so I'm really excited that you've turned it into reality and you now have the podcast. I'm just so excited and so honored that you asked me to be a part. Absolutely. Yay. Okay. So for everyone who does not know Chasley, I promise you by the end of this episode, you will want to be connected with her and just kind of sit at her feet. And just soak up her wisdom. And I'm so glad that I have the honor to be able to do that anytime I want to. So (laughs) just tell people a little bit about yourself and just tell them why you think it's important that we talk about this topic today. Absolutely. Um, So I am uh, really humbled by all the words that my sister friend used on me (laughs) um, and about me. I'm a girl from Durham. Um, I was born and raised in Durham actually raised um, close to Grove Park area, East Durham area. Um, I went to UNC Chapel Hill, graduated from there, and went to North Carolina Central School of Law. Um, and then I actually ended up having to leave. I uh, went to Chicago um, when I got married to my husband. We've been married for five years. It'll be six years this year. Um, and then I moved back to North Carolina <laughs> uh, this past year to finish my degree at North Carolina Central. Um, so I'm really excited about talking about this topic because it literally has been something that I've had to live out in my own life that we'll get into a little bit later. Um, in terms of titles, I'm a mom, I'm a a wife, a wife first, uh, then I'm a mom, I'm a sister, I'm a niece, I'm a daughter, I'm a friend. Um, but I always like to say I'm Durham's homegirl, um, because I literally am Durham born and bred and I'm very proud of, um, the things that I see coming out of my city one of the things that I want to start with is the obstacles that people typically face and deal with when they're turning their dreams into reality Mm -hmm. sometimes we have people who have a thought have an idea and they never do anything with it Mm -hmm. but 
then we have the people who they get energized, they get momentum maybe at the start of the year or through some motivational speech or something, and they get started on their process, but they forget to make space for obstacles or forget that obstacles might come up. And sometimes obstacles can be um, in the form of a person. Mm -hmm. Sometimes obstacles can be like a man-made something, like a financial barrier. Yeah. And then sometimes these obstacles might be yourself. It might be absolutely. So what are some things that you've experienced or some some wisdom that you might have around this space of obstacles and how people can prepare for those and how have you dealt with obstacles in your process of turning your dreams into reality? Yeah, so I think uh, what you're saying is a thousand percent true. I think a lot of times it's really easy for us to dream um, and to even have a vision for like what we can see ourselves doing, where we can see ourselves um, in life. But sometimes it is hard to execute it and to actually carry it out. Um, And I know for me and my own personal life, that's honestly how I saw law school. Um, I've wanted to be a lawyer since I was a little girl. Um, I used to watch Judge Hatchett. I used to watch Judge Mathis. I used to watch Law and Order. Everything you can think of um, that was law related, I was watching it growing up. And so for me, I just felt like I had this passion. This is going to work. Like, this is what I'm called to do. I know it. Um, So immediately, you know, after graduating from UNC Chapel Hill, I'm like, well, I'm going to law school and this is just what it is. Um, I'm going to go through and I'm going to do well the first time. Um, But what I did not account for is exactly what you're talking about, Mo, which is distractions and things that can come up and barriers. Um, And honestly, I was one of my own barriers um, for not finishing the first time that I was enrolled because I didn't understand that law school is a very, very rigorous program that requires literally all of your attention. Um, And at the time I was single, I had no kid, um, I had no husband, but I was literally distracted with everything else and trying to pull myself in everything um, in addition to law school. I was trying to pull myself into uh, family situations. My mom and my stepdad were getting divorced at the time. My great grandmother uh, was sick, so I was trying to figure out what was going on with her. My younger sister was being bullied, um, so I was trying to go up to the school and talk to the principal about bullying and Basically, I was doing too much. Um, I really was doing too much. And I became my own barrier in that, not realizing that if you don't buckle down and do what needs to be done, you're not going to have what you need to stay here, uh, GPA-wise. And although I was fine semester GPA-wise, I was not fine cumulative GPA-wise. And when I look back and I did reflecting, um, you know, over that time period, I realized I was my biggest barrier um, because I didn't understand all that goes into it. And I think when you think about anything, when you think about um, schooling, when you think about, you know, if you want to write a book or even if, um, you know, even if someone wants to buy a home, you know, and they're like, this is something I really see myself having or doing. You have to realize there's things you're going to have to fix within you, Uh, Mm -hmm. whether that be for a house, your credit um, or your finances and getting that in line or whether it be going into school, getting your mindset, uh, discipline and focus. And that's something that you have to do the work to do. Um, And granted, like you said, there are man-made barriers that come up for sure. Financial barriers come up um, and things come up that you have to learn um, how to buckle down and navigate. But there's also things internally that I think sometimes we don't realize we have to do the work on 
before we actually embark on something, you know, in terms of mental discipline, focus, time management. Um, instead of an hour on social media, you need to buckle down and probably spend that hour um, focusing on what you're, you know, what you're um, trying to pursue. And so I think that's, I think that's the hard part for sure. Like realizing it's going to be a process. It may not be an easy, straight, narrow path. You know, like for me, it wasn't like I thought it would be. It definitely wasn't as soon as I got an undergrad, I was going to finish law school in three years and that'd be it. For me, I really had to do some internal work and realize like, okay, you're distracted. You're doing too much. Like you're not realizing you got to buckle down. It took me leaving, um, actually, you know, accomplishing my MBA, you know, taking some time to really reflect over what I could have done differently. And then coming back to North Carolina with a way more focused mindset, way more disciplined lifestyle um, and understanding what it took to, to get to this point now, for sure. Absolutely. And um, you covered a lot there. And I really want to go back to the point of that internal work that has to take place. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of courage to even face yourself to know, hey, Chasley, hey, Monique, you are causing these problems. Mm-hmm. Because it's so easy to say, oh, yeah, I didn't accomplish that because such and such happened. Facing yourself in the mirror and realizing, hey, I'm the person that is preventing me Absolutely. from That's so hard and that takes courage. So I'm so glad that you did that. And another thing I want to touch on, you cannot have pride if you are in the process of turning your dream into a reality. Oh, no, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I know your story. And, you know, a lot of people, if they would have been dismissed from law school, they would have just been, that's it. They wouldn't have told anybody. They would have blamed it on somebody else or something happening. But you said, you know, I didn't I didn't do what I was supposed to. And you know what? This is still my dream and I'm going to push through. I'm going to come back. That takes so much humility. But you so know what? You it takes that. Pro- that's a process in itself, though, because, mm-hmm. you know, initially I was so hurt. I was so upset um, that I was like, what happened? You know, <laughs> and it took time for me to really sit down and focus in and say, like, yeah, what happened? You know, what did you do? Because for a while, um, you know, when it first happened, I was so devastated. I was so embarrassed. I was so upset at the situation that I was like, Lord, why would you do this? You know, God, why would you get me into this program and get me here only for me to fail out? You know, only for me to be so small of a GPA number away from what I need, like literally like increments of a decimal point <laughs> away mm-hmm. from what I need. Like, why would you do that, Lord? You know, like, why would you do that? And Lord, that's not right. You know, to the point where I had all of my NCCU law shirts and paraphernalia. And I was like, I'm throwing this in the trash. You know, like <laughs> I'm going to like, you know, use this to wash the bathroom. You know, it was just so, you know, so funny how like thinking back, how I literally was like, whose fault is this? You know, like, God, it's your fault. You know, like Central, it's your fault. Like you didn't fight for me, Central. And like, Glory, you didn't fight for me to get back, you know. And I feel like the Holy Spirit was the one who convicted me and who helped me to do the work to say, wait a minute, sit down. And literally the Lord rewinded, (laughs) like showed me like snapshots of what had taken place during my journey. Literally, it was like I I was seeing a film of what had taken place. I saw myself driving up to my sister's school. I saw myself at home. Um, not doing what I was supposed to be doing in terms of studying, but kind of just be, you know, using out of time, just not doing what I should have been doing. Like, oh, I'm a, you know, scroll on social media. I'm gonna watch my show. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. 
was like, girl, buckle down. What were you thinking on those days when you weren't doing what you were supposed to be doing? And it just hit me. Um, and I think you do have to be humble to hear from the Holy Spirit and to hear from the Lord. And what was I thinking? You know what I mean? Like, what did I do? Was the barrier me? But I think it's normal and it's okay to go through those emotions of like, who is it? What was it? You know, but then you do have to submit yourself to the Lord and say like, okay, Lord, <laughs> what was it? And was it me? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think too, um, going back to just the whole purpose of the show, um, this space is to really encourage people to live their lives to please God. And so whenever you face yourself and realize like, this is you that's messing up and these are things that can be prevented mm-hmm. Deal with that embarrassment and that humiliation, like ultimately you just know, you know, I push back through so I can please God. Like this Absolutely. is for God. God has given me this dream and I'm just going to please God. It doesn't matter what other people think. I'm going to please God. That's right. So, um, Another thing that I want to highlight so once we get past the barriers and the obstacles what are some ways that people can keep up the stamina I see a lot of people they get started and they run out of steam mm-hmm. How do you just keep it going and cross the finish line I don't I see a lot of people start but they just do not finish well they just slack off at some point in the middle of the process or toward the end like how have you um rearrange your life or some things that you've done personally to help you keep the steam and motivation in your process yeah I think uh one of my answers is you (laughs) (laughs) um I think people have to find what uh energizes them you know what I mean all of us get tired emotionally physically or mentally um but you have to find what it is that re-energizes you what will literally um spark your fire spark your passion again Um, And something that I always keep in mind, it's a quote, I do not remember who said it, but it was, when you get discouraged, when you get tired, remember why you started in the first place. And for me, I know why I'm passionate about law. Um, I know what it is that drives me. I know that when I see inequality in the justice system, when I see juveniles in the justice system, um, it bothers me. It gives me, um, and I say a godly anger because I know that injustice and things that are, um, I would say, you know, inequalities and all of these, um, you know, division and just all the crazy stuff that goes on in our quote unquote judicial system, um, how those things are what motivates me because I know that I'm doing this for a greater purpose. I know that there are literally young people who are waiting for me. I know that there is a population of people who are marginalized, Um, who are waiting for me, uh, waiting for someone with a heart to really serve. And so for me, that's what motivates me. But also, I understand for me that, you know, from my own experiences, that family and friends, um, and I say core friends that are more like family, they motivate me because they know my story. They know who I am. They know my flaws. They know my strengths. And so for me, after a long day of classes and studying um, and trying to, you know, gather and really learn this material, what really energizes me is when I come home and I see my husband and I see my son because my son is two. He'll be three this week. And he does not care about the briefs that I that I had to write. He doesn't care (laughs) about the cases. He doesn't know. You know what I mean? I'm just his mommy. And so he's like, mommy, want to play Paw Patrol? Let me tell you what I do at school. You know, that energizes me because I'm like, 
yeah, there's more to my life than this book. <laughs> there's more to mm-hmm. my life than the stress that I'm under right now. Um, and talking to my husband and then, like I say, talking to my sister friends, like talking to people, um, you know, like you who have been in my corner for a very long time um, and who know my story and who can literally just encourage me like, you got this, keep moving, keep going. I think people need those things. And I think sometimes you underestimate the importance of self-care being a lot of times support that's around you. Yeah, self-care can be going, get your nails done, get your hair done. Um, for some people, it's just taking a walk outside. But it also can just be a quick text from your homegirl or it can just be a walk mm-hmm. around your neighborhood with your homegirl, uh, which, you know, you've done with me before. <laughs> you know, things that's like true. that are... Uh, really energizing to some people. And I don't know what it is for everyone, you know, but people have to find that thing and really tap into it and take advantage of it. Absolutely. Major key alert. Self-care can be a text from a homegirl or a sister friend. Okay, people. Yes. We do not have to complicate (laughs) the process. Okay. So we talked about some barriers. We talked about how to stay motivated. What are some highlights? What are some wins and some special moments that you've had in any of your projects that you've been working on ever in life? Yeah, I would say um, one that could be considered a small win for me was I love dance. Um, I've been dancing since I was two, three years old. And so I always knew I love to dance and I wanted to do it um, in a fitness way, but I didn't know what that looked like. And then my mom introduced me to Zumba. I was like, man, I love Zumba. This is so fun. Um, I love doing it with a group of people. And I learned that, you know, becoming an instructor, I could actually make a little bit of money off of it. And so that was something that I went through. I went through the class. Uh, It was like a day long class. You become certified at the end of the day. Um, And I started teaching immediately um, at a few gyms here in Durham. And so that was really helpful for me because I'm like, man, like this is something that I thought was so small. It's just a gift and a passion that I have. But I was actually able to turn it into the reality of doing it in a fitness environment and then making a little bit of money off of it. Um, So that was definitely a win. I would say uh, my husband and I, when we bought our first home, that was another win for us because it was something we knew we wanted to do. Um, But like we were talking about earlier, it took a process, you know, of working on our credit, getting our credit to where we wanted to be and beyond, uh, saving up money, having money in savings, having uh, more money in savings, (laughs) Um, and just, you know, really, um, really being disciplined. You know, we weren't able to do all the things that we wanted to do um, or buy all the things we wanted to buy. But then seeing the outcome of, wow, we bought our first home. And this is a ch- uh, this is a home that we were able to not only raise our uh, first child in, but that's the home that I actually labored uh, with our mm-hmm. first child in. And so there's a lot of memories um, just in, you know, having our first home, being able to host different family dinners there and host different gatherings there. Um, and hosting our son's first birthday party there. Um, All of those things came, and that was a dream for us. Um, And, you know, when you look back and you're like, man, that was a process. Like, I remember when I really wanted to go to Wendy's, but I couldn't. (laughs) Like, I had to save that $5. I wanted Chick-fil-A, but I couldn't. But you're like, you know what? It was all worth it. Um, Those, to me, were were definitely wins. And I would also say with my book, like, I I knew I wanted to write a book. Um, And, Mo, you've written a book, too, so... Um, I mean, you could definitely chime in with this, but you know, when it comes to writing a book and you've written books, um, it takes time, you know, it's a process and exactly what you want to say does not always come out the way you want it to come out the first time you get it down on paper. So it's definitely a process of spending time with the Lord. Lord, what do you want me to say? How do you want me to say it? 
writing it down, taking things out, editing, re-editing, editing again. Um, and so that was a process for me as well, because I remembered, you know, the early mornings of trying to get some time in to write, um, taking my lunch break to do writing, coming home at night and taking time to do some more writing um, and really like asking God, like, what do you want me to say and how? Um, and so actually seeing my book come into fruition, like seeing the cover, seeing, you know, an actual paperback, you know, come in the mail that actually was, I would say a win because I'm like, man, like I did not know this was going to happen. Like I knew I wanted to, and I knew the Lord had put it on my heart to write a book and to write that book. But I was like, I did not, you know, know that the reality of it would feel so fulfilling um, because there definitely was a process in that as well. Absolutely. I, I definitely feel the same way with writing my first book. I always love books. I was just reading a book somewhere in the car, walking around, I'm reading a book. And mm-hmm. I don't had it in school, but we used to do the accelerated reader program. You know, yeah, like we did that too. Yeah. <laughs> so I would always get the little personal pan pizzas and like always get to pick out toys from the little shop for our accelerated reader points. Um, so that was who I was as a child. And so I was always fascinated by books. Um, so as I continued to go through high school and college it's not anything that I ever voiced that I wanted to write a book mm-hmm. but I was just always fascinated about books and whenever people would say oh I wrote a book or people were on tv or in a magazine and they authored a book I'm like man I want to do that yeah and it was just one day I was in my room and I was in grad school at the time I was reading a very it was a pretty short book by a pastor and I was reading it and the person wrote exactly how they talked. And oh, wow. That was not something I've seen before because, you know, especially being at UNC, you have to write in such, you know, great academic language. And yes. everything has to be perfect and polished. And so seeing on paper somebody write the way they spoke, it was just inspiring to me. And I just jumped up out of the bed and write a book. I can do mm-hmm. this. So yeah. I met a couple of my friends. And we got a little manuscript together and we send it to a publisher. And then, you know, a couple months later, I'm holding a hard copy of this thing, this idea, this dream that I had in my mind. I'm holding it in my hand. And I'm like, what? How did this happen? Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. But it took, you know, the process of me taking that motivation and that passion and actually doing something with it yeah. to turn it into a reality. Because... Yeah, I could have just prayed about it and like, God, one day I want to write a book or God, help me write a book. And if I don't do anything, if I don't write anything, no book is just going to manifest into my hand. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that is good. So thank you so much for highlighting all of those um, wins that you've had in your life that they're so encouraging. And I want to go back to the Zumba teacher um, part. That was good, too, because, you know, even though you listed it as a small win, a lot of people think of things that really are directly in the line with who they are and what they do and still feel like it's out of reach for them. Mm-hmm. But Zumba fit exactly and perfectly with who you are as a person, your passion with dance. And once you started the process, you realize this is not as hard as I maybe thought it was. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. But you I'm know the- what you're saying, and even in terms of, you know, with you writing your book and when it comes to something like becoming a Zoom instructor, like we have to remember James 2, uh, for, uh, I believe it's verse 14. Uh, Faith without works is dead. 
And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of faith that people have in, oh, man, I can do this. I believe that this can happen. Or maybe your faith isn't that strong. Um, but you have, you know, literally faith the size of a mustard seed that, oh, I think this could really happen. Or I want to do this. Or this is something that I can see myself doing. But then there's no work. Um, right. and literally there has to be work like a book will not just automatically appear it does not just find itself it does not send itself to a manuscript um, or to a publisher like no like those things don't happen there has to be work in that um, and even with Zumba you know what I mean like I knew it was something I loved but there had to be work I had to do the research and finding out when the classes were I had to mm-hmm. stay there literally from seven in the morning to seven at night you know, learning what I needed to learn um, and doing what I needed to do to get the certification um, and practicing and, you know, uh, making sure I knew my routines and get my routines really sharp. Like that, that was work. That's the work that comes with the faith that you have to achieve it. Mm-hmm. And that just made me think about the concept of fear. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I know fear is a big one. And I don't feel like fear is bad because it's an emotion. But I feel like so many people get trapped in the fear or just get trapped in the idea of, oh, I'm scared. That must mean I should not do it or I should not move. But I don't think that's true. And I'm always so paralyzing. Yeah. People just often just get so stuck. But I love the quote. uh, I don't know who came up with it, but people say, just do it scared. You know, Mm -hmm. just do it scared. So surprisingly, people don't believe me, but starting this podcast was something that I was really nervous about. I was scared about it. I'm actually way more comfortable recording video and doing that versus a podcast for some reason, because I just felt like, oh, you just have to be like super educated and super knowledgeable. Right. Podcast. But, you know, I just did it scared. I recorded the, the trailer scared. I made the graphic scared and it's okay and now I'm like you know what it wasn't that bad no you're doing amazing (laughs) and the thing is fear is literally um, I'm not sure who came up with this either but I love it false evidence appearing real because Mm -hmm. it literally is an illusion you literally will work yourself up to think of everything that could go wrong Um, like you said no you got to be educated to do that like no I'm better with video no I can't do this I can't do that but if you do that, you will never accomplish anything. Um, and I'm sure anyone who is listening to this podcast will tell themselves if they're honest, yes, I've been scared before. Yes, I've thought about everything that could go wrong before. But God, mm. like, ha- have you put God in it? You know what I mean? I remember um, my papa teaching me how to bake a cake. That was always like his tradition with us um, growing up. Like he'll teach you how to make, and it's the same cake. It's a yellow cake with chocolate <laughs> icing. <laughs> but it's like his little thing. And I remember, you know, putting all the ingredients in there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what if it doesn't rise? You know, what if it doesn't rise? And he was like, well, let's check. Let's make sure we put this and this and this and this. And then he would always say, did you sprinkle a little bit of faith in there? Like, do you have faith in yourself that it's going to work? And I was like, I don't know. I've never baked a cake before. But I always think about that in life situations. Like, okay, wait, Chasley. Yes, you've put the work in. Yes, you've put the time in. Yes, you've done the research. But have you put God in it? And put him in there first because is he the priority in this thing? Okay, now have you sprinkled your faith in there? Have you put your faith all around this thing where it's like, even though I'm scared, I can do it because I believe that God is sovereign and I believe that when I'm weak, he's strong and I literally can walk in that knowing that even when I'm scared, he's strong. Even when I'm weak, he's strong. Even when I don't know what's next, 
he does and he's strong and he's mighty amen amen that was it right there we need to collect the offering and go <laughs> on home. <laughs> that was good that was good so we're coming to the close of the episode um, but I'm wondering if you have any like major keys or major takeaways that you've um, picked up along the way as you've been in the process yeah I would just say uh, the main affirmation that I want to share uh, with everyone is whew, it's been one that has literally gotten me through um, that I am enough and when I feel like I'm not he's given me everything I need to succeed um, mm. because literally there will be times where you feel like God I think you called the wrong girl <laughs> I think you asked mm-hmm. the wrong person like I'm not that dude I'm not that girl like I don't have what it takes um, I'm, I'm tired, I'm weary, I'm discouraged. Um, but even when you feel like that, I just encourage us all to affirm ourselves and saying, I am enough. God chose me and he gave me everything I need to succeed and to accomplish what he's put inside of me. Um, and then Proverbs 16, three, commit to the Lord, whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Um, the ESB says, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Um, so committing whatever you're working on, whatever you're striving for, committing that to the Lord and he'll establish them so not worrying about well god how how are you going to do it and what's going to happen after that and what well when i write the book who's going to even know about it and what's the cover going to look like like not worrying about all those little steps but committing your plans literally to the lord and letting him guide you every step of the way Mm. amen um chastely did not mention that she is a whole minister Uh (laughs) (laughs) okay and that was the whole word right there so Thank you so much for the affirmation and that scripture for the day. That's very encouraging. I feel like if people are able to apply that to their lives and apply that to the process, that these dreams will, they have to turn into reality. So thank you so much for that, sis. And I'm going to close this out in prayer really quickly, and then we'll give you an opportunity to um, tell people where they can stay connected with you. Amen. Thank you so much for this opportunity to talk about how to turn our dreams into a reality. God, I thank you so much for blessing each and every one of us with ideas and motivation and just some inner um, inner excitement and inner peace along this process as we are turning our dreams into reality. God, I thank you so much that you have created us to be unique and individual and there's nobody on earth that is like us. God, give us that boldness to go forth and whatever that we have before us. God, I thank you so much for the wisdom and the gems that Chasley dropped here on the episode today. And I pray that this blesses someone and makes a difference in someone's lives. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Chasley, you mentioned that you have a book. So please tell people where they can find your book as well as connect with you on social media yes i'm on facebook as chasley woodley c-h-a-z-l-e woodley w-o-o-d-l-e-y i'm on instagram as chasley w i'm on twitter as chasley w i believe um (laughs) and yeah that's pretty much it facebook instagram twitter um and i would love to connect with everyone um please add me follow me whatever um, and then my book is on Amazon. So that's the easiest way to get it. Um, but if you Google contents of my clutch by Chasley Woodley, it should pop up on about three sites. But the easiest one to use, I would say, is Amazon. You can use your Amazon Prime. Um, and it also includes 
uh, if you go in there and order the book, you can also get the devotional too that goes with it. It's a 10 day uh, devotional and it basically corresponds to each chapter of the book. So I pray that it encourages you if you go out and get the book. Um, and yeah, I love to connect with y'all. Thank you so much, Mo, for having me. This was great. Absolutely. I hope you all were encouraged today. Take care and I will talk to you all on the next show. Bye. Bye. Chasley is so great, right? That is why I love her. I really appreciated this interview because she was very transparent and really shared some hard moments that she's experienced along her journey. But it's all to the glory of God and all to encourage you all. So hopefully you're able to take some of her advice and really apply it to your situation now or situations that you might encounter moving forward. I also want to encourage you all to make sure that you go back and listen to any episodes that you might have missed. If you find yourself cleaning or cooking, you know, turn on the podcast, listen to some episodes that you might have missed. And also just share your favorite podcast episode and pass it along to a friend. Tag me in the comments, put it in your stories. I would love to hear it. And until next week, have a great one. Bye.